Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? Welcome in. It's another podcast. We roll on with the NFL Draft Prospect Series. The Texans have two picks in the first round as of right now. So number three and number 13. So Really, the Texans, there's, there's, it's wide open who they could take uh, in the first round. And they could go later, they could go earlier, they could go somewhere in between. But we're going to keep bringing you all these new top prospects. I guess they're not really new if you've been following NFL draft coverage and John Harris's Harris 100. But this school certainly is not new to draft prospects. Even in my series, it's the Georgia Bulldogs. And this will be the second player that we've covered in this series. And this time we're going to talk about... D-lineman, D-tackle, Jordan Davis, who, if you know anything about Georgia or the Combine, you know he's the really, really big dude that ran a super fast 40-yard dash. He clocked in at 4.78, and he is 341 pounds. So the largest person over 330 to run that fast in the NFL Network era, so since about 2003. And that went viral. I feel like a few Texans players were even, you know, ooing and aahing at his time, as well as from around the league, Micah Parsons, The Rock, a bunch of other players. So we want to know more about Jordan Davis and his game. And I connected with my friend J.C. Shelton. He covers the Georgia Bulldogs for the UGA Wire. Once again, we were talking about him. And also, since the last time we talked, Georgia held its pro day and Levy Smith was in attendance. So I wanted to get his thoughts on the pro day and how some of those prospects did overall, who helped their draft stock, uh, who was able to do stuff that they didn't at the combine, and so on and so forth. But before we get into that, Texans fans, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston so you can do more of what you love, stream the game on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and keep your home team happy with a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, so we're going to talk... Senior Jordan Davis, he led the Georgia defense. Uh, They allowed a nation low of 6.92 points per game last year. And Jordan Davis, double and triple teamed, he really, really had a stellar season. But he showed up a lot faster, a lot lighter than everyone expected. And we got to know a little bit more about him from J.C. Shelton. First of all, welcome back, J.C. I know it's not been a long time since we were talking Trayvon Walker, but I know Jordan Davis was a guy that you had said everyone's been talking about him. So here we are, me and you talking about him. You know, your thoughts on just sort of the offseason that he's had since the national championship game. Yeah, so it's been a huge offseason for him. I mean, between, you know, preparing for the combine, preparing for his future, and as a guy who's, you know, had first-round grades since the first game of this season, um, and even some last year, and he, you know, chose to come back for his senior year and play and had a, had a great year. I mean, even since the end of that national championship and his offseason from accepting awards, I know he just um, accepted the Chuck Benderick Award last night, I believe. And, and you know, he's been you know, preparing and taking awards in almost on a weekly basis. So it's been, been a big, busy time for him. But I think he's performed well, obviously, at the combine, and we'll get into that, as well as the pro day. So I think it's all around a good time for Jordan. And I know in interviews, he's been doing well. He's a great kid. So I think that's really is, is what's coming out now. I'm glad you brought up the combine because, I mean, really, we, we could start there just with everyone from current NFL players to The Rock and everyone in between tweeting about his 40 time, uh, 4.78 seconds, the fastest 40 times since NFL Network's been in, in existence for a combine participant of 310 pounds or more. I know 
is maybe there's a lot to be made of the 40 time, especially for a defensive lineman. But, you know, what were your thoughts on that? Just seeing him move the way he did. Did that surprise you? It seemed like it surprised him. Yeah, no, it's incredible. And like you said, it surprised him. That's what he came out and said, that it was surprised him that he ran that fast. I know he was focusing on that as a part of his training down at Exos. I think he did a good job of getting these guys like Devontae White as well, another Georgia defensive tackle, getting those guys 40 down. Devontae beat him by a couple of a tenth of a second there. But yeah, Jordan Davis, when he when he ran that first one, I think it was an unofficial 4-8 something. I remember texting a buddy who also covers Georgia football and, and like, wow, did you see Jordan's time? And like 4-8, right. man, that's incredible, right? And then we get the official and it's 4-7-8 and I just couldn't believe it. Um, and then I, you know, jump on Twitter immediately and it's blowing up. You know, everybody's commenting. It doesn't matter who it is. Movie stars, like you said, The Rock, when The Rock tweets about your 40, you've got <laughs> to feel great. I mean, I can only imagine that for Jordan. And I remember watching Jordan talk about it to the lady at the, at the combine who was, you know, had the stand up after with the board showing him his numbers. And he was just saying how The Rock was tweeting at him. And he just, I could see the shock on his face. Um, so I, don't, I think he was truly surprised. But that 478 should really tell you something. I mean, not only is it the, you know, the fastest from a guy 310 over, he was 31 pounds over 310, and he's still running a 478. Right. I think that's really solidified maybe the ceiling for NFL teams because we knew you know, he's at 340, 6'6", he can take up double teams all day, right? In the run game, he's one of the best run stoppers in the SEC the last two seasons. We knew this coming in, right? But the questions were, were – his pass rush. And a big part of that is right speed, agility. You know, his four, seven, eight just shows you, hey, he can take that leap as a pass rusher when he needs to. And he's been working on that specifically in his technique and getting that. He's a young player still, so he can always improve on that. But, you know, even moving on to his broad jump, 10 3, that's the best by 340 plus pound in combine history by 15 inches. So that's, that's another, you know, unbelievable kind of, yeah, kind of a tell as in, you know, this is what he can do athletically and maybe turn into more of a pass rusher uh, when we get to the NFL. And then 32-inch vertical tied for the best by 340-plus in, in combine history. So really, like, it's, I think it was 100 percentile grades for him in every area. Yeah, and I don't know if a lot of people are talking about how much weight he had dropped. He dropped about 20 pounds. He said he was down to – he officially weighed at 341. He said he played around 360 last year, and then he said he preferred playing – at 340. That's a, that's a pretty stark difference from what he played at last year. And he had a really stellar season last year. How much does that surprise you that he wants to play at a lighter weight? And, and how do you think that might affect his game? You know, I, I really don't think it's a big surprise that he played a little bit better at 340, just because we, you know, the speed is able to come out there. He's able to run a little bit better. So even, even in a pass rushing standpoint beyond that, I mean, you're tracking, you're going across the field, and we saw him run down running backs from across the field a couple of times. One time he was clocked over 20 miles an hour, and that was incredible as a 300, you know, like you said, three playing at around 350 during the season. But we know he's – I know for a fact he's been on a meal plan for the last two years to try to, try to keep his weight down and try to get a lot of weight and see what he could play like. Um, but I think, you know, even this season we know that, you know, he was trying to play at a lighter weight to see what he can do and get his pass rush up for the NFL. Like he wanted to show teams, Hey, I can pass rush as well. I'm not just a guy who can take up double teams and stop the run, um, which, you know, obviously turned out well, but even at the, you know, the first part of the season, I want to say the majority of the season up to the SEC championship, he didn't have those QB hurries that you want to see from a pass rush standpoint, right? He only had, you know, 
I think five games he had one, another game he had two QB hurries. But then you get to the SEC championship, Alabama comes out and runs hurry up the majority of the game, which really gassed Georgia's defense, to be honest with you. I mean, the players talked about it. The coaches talked about it. They were not able to rotate. And that's what Georgia does. We were talking about it with Trayvon Walker, right? Right. They rotate mm-hmm. guys in and out. That's what they do. So when Alabama had to force those guys to stay on the field, it kind of let these, uh, especially D tackles, know Devontae White, Jordan Davis, Trayvon, they're out of shape. And they didn't know because they weren't forced in that um, area by a team that season. But Alabama showed them. And then Michigan and Alabama in the playoffs, Jordan Davis, you know, was dropping that weight. They really focused on the conditioning. He had three QB hurries versus Michigan, one of the best offensive lines in Big Ten. And then Alabama, another really talented offensive line, two QB hurries there. Um, So I think just him realizing that he could play at 340 was honestly one of the best things for him. And I think that really turned out at the the combine and the pro day, you could see the way he was getting his foot quickness down and just overall stride and, and running those 40s so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I just thought after the combine performance he had, he might just sort of sit back at pro day and not really have a lot to prove, but it seemed like he did have something to prove. He said he wanted to show off his pass rushing skills because he wasn't on the field a lot. It seemed like for those passing downs, how do you think he did in front of other teams and scouts? Lovey Smith was at Georgia's pro day as well. How do you think Jordan Davis came out of that? Yeah, I've seen a few reports from scouts and I think that it's overall uh, just, they were surprised by the way he was able to move with quickness in these drills in these pass rushing drills. And I know he's been w- working with a couple of pass rushing specialists since the, the, the end of the season, the national title. So he, he can only get better from here, right? Because we have the foundation of the athletic freak that we all seen at not only the combine and his pro day, he ran it both. He moved the drills that I think were really stood out to me was just the, the, the three cone. Um, and then also him, not only just a run stopper, right? You got to think of man as a guy who's going to be a nose in six six. If you can, like we've seen it with Aaron Donald, a guy who can at D tackle rush the passer so effectively is huge for your defense because he can take up doubles and he can rush the passer. So I think that's what he wanted to show, um, and that's what he's working with technique. And luckily, you know, Georgia they give they provide these guys with some of the best teaching and defensive fundamentals you can want, right? And I think that's what NFL teams know, and that's why there were 122 NFL personnel at this Georgia. Pro Day, which Kirby Smart said was a Georgia record. And I think that's a big reason why is because these teams know that this Georgia defense and the coaches on this Georgia defense, the minds like Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart back there, they know what they're doing and they're going to actually help these guys be better as pros. And I think that's what Jordan Davis is on the cusp of right now is, is, is a day one starter in the NFL as a rookie. Yeah, it seems like it would be hard for anybody to stand out on that Georgia defense. But we've talked about how much talent they had. But for a guy like Jordan Davis, who had four starts as a freshman to playing in the championship game, how did you see his role sort of grow over the course of his four-year career at Georgia? Yeah, it was it's an incredible story, to be honest with you, because a three-star recruit, people forget that. Um, so humble beginnings for Jordan. Um, your three-star recruit coming into Georgia, a Georgia defense that's loaded year to year with four-star, five-star guys, blue-chip guys. Um, and he, from day one, I mean, he's a freshman All-American, you know, from day all, all SEC All-American as well. Um, so from day one, he was able to show that he could do this as a three-star recruit coming in. I think that one that shows you Georgia can develop like that, but also just the, the skill that Jordan Davis has and the athletic ability um, and just the mindset as well. Because you want a lot of NFL teams, we want to talk about, you know, him as a person, his character, you know, how is he going to relate to the team? How is he going to grow? 
as a pro, I can only think of good things from Jordan. You know, as a student at Georgia myself, when Jordan was, I actually had a few classes with Jordan. We were in a small class together. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what and was I, he like I, in the classroom? He's funny. He's a funny dude. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, like what you see in the jokes he makes at, and interviews and he's very much himself and he's a glowing personality, a very outgoing. Um, he's always there for a laugh. I really, I didn't see anything that would give me reservations if I was a GM or if I'm a scout talking to him at all. I think he's very much genuine. So I really like that about Jordan. I think that's why he's so popular with not only his teammates and coaches, but really the fan base. Like, you know, I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't like Jordan Davis. So he's very much himself. And I think that's only going to do great things for him moving forward. I think another entertaining aspect of his game, other than his personality and everything else, was the fact that he's played on offense as well. So how does a guy that big lobby for himself to be put in the jumbo package on, in goal line situations? Knowing Jordan, he just bugged the hell <laughs> out of all those off offensive coaches. Todd Monken, those guys, uh, yes. I can just see him now in practice, like, hey, coach, let me get let me get a run on that. Hey, coach, let me get a run on that. And we know that they have worked with him in practice all season on these goal line packages. Um, but I, I think it shows another thing about, you know, Jordan's personality is Coach Kirby Smart was like, hey, this guy's about to move on to the NFL as a senior. Um, you know, one of the guys who Kirby Smart comes in in 2016, it's one of, you know, Jordan Davis is one of those key guys that he's brought, uh, you know, since his tenure. Um, and I think to give him that ball shows him a lot about, you know, just Jordan's personality. And then after that game, you know, we don't talk about he went up and, and actually led the Redcoat band, George's band after that. <laughs> so, yeah. And the band gave him his own his own uniform. So oh, he's, nice. Yeah. yeah. He's just a genuine guy. I think it's, I'm really happy for him that he's doing so great. I saw an interview that said he, if he wasn't a football player, he'd be a DJ and he would name himself DJ Oreo because he likes to DJ and he likes Oreos. Yeah, so. I could definitely see him as a DJ. That's his backup, I guess. Um, <laughs> the backup whole, plan. You know, first round pick doesn't work out, then I guess that's what he's got to back up with. All right. What about Georgia's pro day? I know last time I talked to you, we, we talked about all the different draft prospects that we should be looking at for Georgia, but now we actually got to see, get another look at them. Who did you think really stood out? Were there some guys that maybe didn't perform at the combine that really elevated their draft stock with pro day? You know, how did you think that went overall? Now, I think it's a little weird just because of how well almost every guy did at the combine themselves, the Georgia guys. You know, I think Lewis seen really solidified himself as one of the top safeties at the combine and then kind of backed that up at Georgia's pro day. Uh, I think he ran well. I think his hips, he's very fluid in his breaks. And that's what was kind of a concern for him. And safety is coverage skills, is moving, getting out of breaks and stuff like that. I think the overall consensus there was that he looked great. So I think it's big for Lewis uh, at safety. Now, linebacker-wise, Channing Tindall and Quay Walker, I think they continue to impress and really solidify those guys. as just because we saw them flash at the combine and saw those athletic achievements. But to be you know, put through drills at the pro day and more of a you know, hands-on close-up, the scouts are all around the field. They're really close up to those guys. I saw the, they had the benches you know, about three feet from the drills. So I don't know how much pressure – is involved in that for sure. those guys, but they did perform well. Now, Kobe Dean, a guy, won the Buckus Award for the best linebacker last season. One of the key, one of my favorite players to watch. I think we talked about him a little bit mm -hmm. um, when we talked about Trayvon, but, you know, he's coming off a pectoral injury, which is interesting to note just because, you know, he hasn't been able to bench, obviously. Um, he's held withheld himself out of drills at, at like the 40 at the combine, uh, but he, he did run some stuff as far as drill-wise with the linebackers at the pro day. Looked pretty good. Kind of looked a little rusty 
uh, to me. I think that was said by a couple other scouts I talked to, but the, the consistency is like the tape, as far as tape from the Kobe Dean, it's incredible. And I'm with you there. I, I don't see, I don't see any reservations as far as, you know, Nakobe Dean's tape. I think he's still a first round pick. Other than that, I think, I think the guys who performed really well at the combine, like Devontae Wyatt, he was another standout. I think he even elevated just, you know, because his quickness as a guy who's 303 is incredible. And I think you could see that. And that was evident in the drills from the guys I was talking to that were even there hands-on, like really close that there were a lot of wows in the crowd just because of Devontae White and his hip mobility. It was a big, big pro day, and it's going to be a big, big draft class for the Georgia Bulldogs. JC, appreciate the time as well, and it might not even be the last time we chat before this draft happens, but I appreciate the time as always in the insight on Jordan yes. Davis. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'd love to be back. Just let me know. <laughs> I will. Thanks so much. Great stuff from J.C. Shelton and also a little bit more on Jordan Davis. The Bulldogs last year, they only gave up two rushing touchdowns in their championship season. So uh, just a really impressive year by the Bulldogs defense. And uh, I know that that cannot be overstated enough. We'll see plenty of these Bulldogs go in the first round of this NFL draft and beyond, of course. So if you want to check out more about Lovey Smith's Pro Days, I did mention that he was at the Pro Day for Georgia. That article's up on HoustonTexans.com, and he is making the rounds at all the other various Pro Days as well. Those are also up on HoustonTexans.com. This week it was Texas A&M, it was um, Ohio State, and Cincinnati, because obviously Cincinnati Bearcats also have a lot of prospects going in this year's draft class. So be sure to check it out. And uh, that's going to do it for our podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.